0: Hey, it's great to see everybody here today. I'm Pastor Rob, one of the pastors here on staff. And real quickly, before we start the sermon, I just wanted to give a shout out. There's a bunch of people with shirts like I have on today. There were 18 of us that went down to uh, Operation Christmas Child Processing Plant down in North Carolina last weekend through the winter storm. We got to see snow in North Carolina, which I got to admit, the mountains were gorgeous uh, driving down. But we went down, we left here Saturday at 7 o'clock, uh, arrived there around 2.30 and worked from 5 o'clock till 10 o'clock in the processing plant. And you just see some of the pictures, our team up there. Then we were in a line, lineup uh, where we all had specific jobs. And th- th- here's some amazing stats to me uh that processing plant in a three week period, was going to process about two point four million dollars shoe boxes two not dollars <laughs> two point four million boxes, just amazing, so more than two point four million dollars worth of boxes, but uh altogether, over twelve million boxes are right now going worldwide. Ours were going to a small country in Africa. Uh, every single one of them it, it's amazing. I, I want to let you know if you participated, thank you so much by giving uh, those shoe, shoe boxes. Every one of those are prayed over and sent with love. And one of the th- cool things they do on Saturday is they bring in one of the, the people who received a shoe box uh, when they were a kid. And so if you look up here, this this blonde uh, lady, I don't remember her name, Uh, Nadia, thank you. See, that's why we have the people with white shirts. She's from Ukraine, and she shared her story as a a little child who received it. And somebody reminded me, I didn't say this first service, uh, but you get extra being at second service, Um, she had been praying for a little Barbie. And she got one through the shoebox. And uh, her family was so poor that they had like nine, 11, just huge family. They had two toothbrushes for the whole family. And, and so it, it just was a, a blessing to her. She uh, is a follower of Jesus Christ. And would you believe she lives in Hilliard, Ohio? Yeah, how's that for a small world? So it was a great, great trip thank you for those who served and we will be doing it next year again so you hopefully you can be a part of that too so how many of you have noticed this advent wreath that's what we call that an advent wreath uh because we're we're getting ready for the advent the coming of the baby jesus and the coming again of jesus and and we've been in this series spoiling christmas and what we've essentially been trying to do is spoil for you what Jesus wants to do for you this Christmas. And we've talked about, uh, Pastor Tom talked about uh, hope. And Jesus wants to bring you hope this Christmas, and last week he shared love. He wants to bring you love, and, and this week, this weird-looking pink candle, it's different, you know? Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you in a moment, you've probably got a little bit of the sense of it uh, during the songs, but I'll tell you in a moment what that is. But have you ever had Christmas spoiled before or are you a Christmas spoiler? You know, what I'm talking about is when somebody figures out the gift that you are planning on getting them and they go, you're getting me this, aren't you? And you go, or you're that person who does that. Anybody? Are you a Christmas spoiler? I I I was. Uh, uh, that it, it was kind of mandatory in the Dauber household because my mom was such a terrible gift giver, and uh, she's gone on to be with the Lord. But uh, she she was she would get so excited. We would have one big gift and a bunch of little gifts. Anybody relate to that? And and she would build up the one big gift so, so much that uh, it was inevitable that we would get disappointed by it, especially because she always got us things she always wanted when she was a kid. Did I say it was my mom and she's a she? And 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 so I learned fairly quickly from my older brother that you got to find the gifts. And you got to get yourself ready so you respond. I, I'm not a great liar. I'm not good at lying at all. And so it was really hard for me not to give away. Uh, now, I'm not going to spend all morning talking about all the, the gifts that, that I got that, that I kind of was like, why? One year I got a chest, though. A chest, you know, a box that's fancy, a chest, not toys, a chest, a chest for toys that I did not get. (laughs) get Yeah, so we wanted to know. So I'm looking for my present this one year and I'm going through the stuff and it's a train set. I don't want a train set. I want Star Wars stuff. Because I was part of the generation where we got the real Star Wars. That's it. We're, we're, I don't care what anybody says number one is is number one, that's New Hope. That was the first Star Wars, and it should have a one behind it. And the other one should have minus three, minus two, minus one. And number one is Star Wars. And I don't need to say a new hope, because it's Star Wars. And what I wanted was a millennial falcon. And I'm getting a train. And so, on Christmas... That is as much as I could muster in the picture of me with my new train set that I didn't want. And as my mom was taking the picture, she's like, I always wanted a train set. And I'm like, then get yourself a train. You're the one with the money. But I didn't spoil her Christmas. She took great happiness, even though I wasn't really happy. I I wonder, can you relate to that? (laughs) Have you had Christmas ever spoiled for you? And it might be because your focus is on happiness rather than joy. And this morning what we want to do is understand the difference. And I, I want to help you understand how to have joy even when you don't have happiness. And so we're going to read a familiar text in Luke chapter 1. We're starting in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Is this familiar to anybody? Have you heard this before? Okay. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. This angel, See, angels don't know good or bad, right? They don't know bad circumstances. They're, they're angels. They're with their they're God. Everything's good with them, right? This is great news I got for you. Look at Mary's response to this. Mary was greatly troubled. He was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting... This might be but the angel said to her do not be afraid mary you have found favor with god it's kind of interesting if you go through the the bible how often angels show up and manifest themselves it's not very often and usually the response is fear we see that at another point in chapter two of luke when the angel shows up to uh, the shepherds and they say we got great Great news of good joy. And the, the, the shepherds react in fear. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Do you hear that? Woo! Mary's response, now this is partly Pastor Rob's interpretation, huh? How will this be, Mary, as an angel, since I am a virgin? There's no excitement here. There's no happiness. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Yeah. Mary's response. I'm the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. There there isn't a great happiness here, right? She's processing this. I wonder wonder this morning if you understand what happy means. Happy, let's give a definition, a temporary, everybody say temporary. temporary. A temporary state of being because of my circumstances. You know, the Bible isn't that interested in happiness. Jesus didn't come to make you happy. 29 times in the NIV, the word happy is used. Six times, somebody say six. Six times in the New Testament, the NIV. Uh, some versions have the word happy zero times. Because Jesus didn't come to make you happy. There's nothing wrong with happiness. Has anybody been happy before? You know, you had that momentary. How many of you have done Christmas before? And you got a Christmas gift, and you were very happy with that gift when you got it. How long did that happiness last? A day? Think about it. You, You either read it, you broke it, It didn't fit because it's Christmas, or you played it and it was over, or you got a train. And it turns out with trains, you can't make them jump. I did my darndest to get it to do something cool. All it would do was go in a circle. You got to be kidding me. Man... I hope. I hope you get to experience happiness in your life. I, I do, but that's not the be all and end all. What what is the problem with with focusing on happiness as the way of things? Well, it turns joy upside down, and the focus becomes you. The focus becomes your needs and your wants. Again, look at Mary's response to this news. She was greatly troubled. She was greatly troubled. Why is an angel showing up to me? What type of trouble am I in? This is not a happy moment for her. And see here, second response we see, and this has to do with, with others. And you might not see it at first, so let me clarify it for you. Luke one thirty four. how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. You might say, her focus is on herself again, and sure it is. But it also is, how will others respond to this? You mean, I got to tell my parents. How many of you are a parent of a 13, 14-year-old girl? Your daughter comes up to you and says, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Do you jump on board right away with that? Think of the fear that she has in that moment of what is going to happen to me. Think for a moment. She is betrothed to a guy named Joseph. What is he going to do? And we know in Matthew it tells us he was going to divorce her quietly till. The angel spoke to him. What am I going to do? Do you know what they do to people like me? They won't believe me. Do you know the Jewish people? If you go to a Jewish synagogue, a lot of them in, their, in the back, which is their front, it's confusing, the back, the front of their Bible, they have reasons I know at least one Jewish synagogue in Columbus that has reasons why Jesus isn't the Messiah. And they talk about the fact that Mary was either raped or her or Joseph had a relationship before they got married. That's 2,000 years that her family has been rejecting her. Do you hear me? That does not make you happy. Do you agree? So she has this, and let me tell you, uh, we we live in a world that is much more acceptable uh, of that uh, of getting pregnant out of wedlock. But I had a mom who got pregnant in the early '60s by a guy who was going to Vietnam. She wasn't able to tell any of her family. She hid herself in Indiana till she had the baby and gave it up for adoption, and never told her family. We didn't none of us found out till after she died that she had done that. My son Adam is in Hong Kong right now, and one of the places they're going to visit tomorrow, which is tonight, they're 13 hours different, is a a place for women who are pregnant out of wedlock. Because they're ostracized in their society, this this is not a moment of happiness for for Mary. And even when she finally gets a hold of Jesus in Luke one thirty eight, "I am the Lord's servant." It's not said with joy. It's definitely not said with happiness. It's it's said with, "Well, I'm a faithful follower, so I'm I'm going to walk into this." You know, one of the things that happens when we're looking. For happiness rather than joy, we have to kind of work ourselves in joy and get perspective. I, I wonder if you ever got that late night call or that message that turned your life around and all of a sudden the happiness that you feel in that moment is broken and you're looking how at it, how can the Lord break through here? Am I the only one who has had moments in my life like that? Never forget, Amy and I were pregnant with Adam. And uh, that's a wonderful thing for most people, right? You find out you're pregnant. You are happy. You start planning everything. We were even having dumb conversations like, okay, uh, would a half an hour of watching TV a week be too much? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a half an hour every half an hour. What are you talking about? But you know, we were first time parents having this discussion half an hour a week. You know, everything's rosy. We're we're doing a Noah's Ark theme in the in the bedroom. Everything's good. We're we're out with some friends in the evening, and uh, Amy had to go to the restroom because when you're pregnant, you got to do that a lot. And uh, and no no big deal. And I heard hear her scream and say I'm bleeding. Boy, the happiness just evaporated in that moment. And we found out that she had a complete previa. The baby was sitting on the placenta. And went right into a high-risk pregnancy where she wasn't uh, able to work. And we were dependent upon her job. I was one of those poor pastors. The happiness was gone. Our world was turned upside down in one moment. Do you know what that is? Maybe you're feeling that today. There, you, you just, you're, you're not happy, but you would take some joy. I, I want you to see the difference between Mary's words that we just read and just a little time later as she starts to process what the Lord is doing. Look in, at Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary's gotten together with her 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 uh, aunt, uh, Elizabeth, who was also pregnant. My, my Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. Doesn't that sound a little different? And my spirit rejoices. Everybody say rejoice. And my spirit rejoices in God, my salvation. For he, everybody say he, for he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant, From now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Listen to this. His mercy expires to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped His servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as He promised our ancestors. Do you see it? Do you see it? She has a focus not on herself primarily. The focus is just on Jesus. Do you see it? If I want joy, if I want joy, I've got to take the focus off myself. What is joy? Let's see if the, oh, the answer's up there. What, what's the answer? That's what I want. Happiness is fleeting. I want joy. How do I get that? Jesus. First Thessalonians 5.16 actually says, Rejoice always. Rejoice continuously despite your circumstances. And so she looks at things, and she says it's all about Jesus. My soul glorifies what? It doesn't matter if I'm happy. It doesn't matter if everything's going my way. Let me ask you this. Has her circumstances changed? She's still pregnant. Right? She's going to watch her son die on a cross. She's going to watch her son whipped and beat. She's going to watch her son be rejected. How many of you are a mama? How many of that... How many of you just hearing that breaks your heart? Who wants to see their kid go through that? Yeah, here she is, expressing a joy that I want. I want every day, for he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. See, the y, the J is the biggest one, not the Y. The Y becomes smaller. I've got to become smaller. The focus has to be just on Jesus for me to have that joy well up And then what Jesus does for others. Do you see it? You might not see it. So let me help you see it. Go to, go to verse 48. For he everybody say he, has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Now, at first reading, you go, well, that kind of sounds arrogant, doesn't it? That sounds like a focus on self. But why does she say that all of us would be blessed because of her? Yeah, she's given us Jesus. Jesus. The Holy Spirit and her are giving us Jesus. She's going. Everybody's gonna be blessed by that. Isn't God great? You heard it last week about Jesus' love for God, so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. You're the whoever. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. She's talking about you there. She is finding joy in your salvation. How cool is that? Now, yes, yes, yes. She does focus a little bit of herself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's last in this story. Luke 149 is a beautiful statement. Which I hope all of you can grab a hold of. For the mighty one. Isn't that a great name of God? For the mighty one. Has done. Great things for me. Has he? See, we find joy in that. We find joy in the fact that this baby boy born to this virgin could change everything for us. That he can turn my entire life around. That he can bring joy where there never has been any joy. Now on your outline, I have a statement. And and I, I just want you to think about it for a minute even if you don't have that outline. I want my... Blank. Change to joy. Now, you might have a lot of joy coming in here this morning. And so you might just want to put, I want my joy changed to joy. I just want more joy. All right? I got the joy of Jesus, joy of Jesus down in my heart. Where? Oh, nice. Good. I want my joy. Look, maybe it's unhappiness. Maybe it's your happiness. You're tired of settling for happiness. You're tired of settling for something that constantly goes away. You want to trade it for something even better. I want my melancholy. Woo, big word. That means you never get excited about anything. You're just like, oh, well. Depression, misery, woe. What is your word? Maybe it's not up there. Write it down. Seal it on your head and give it to Jesus this morning. Because this baby Wants to change everything for you and bring joy to you. And we're gonna we're gonna enter the end of the ministry song being ministered by that idea. But before we do that, some of you just just need to hear hear one more word. So if you want to turn to your Bible to Psalm 51. Hey, I'm not gonna preach again. I, I just want to give you a word here to speak to you about the how of making Jesus first and yourself last. Listen to this great psalm, Psalm 51, verse eight. Let me hear joy, everybody say joy. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out all my iniquity. Create in me. Everybody say create in me. Create in me a pure heart, oh God. Maybe some of you, you've never had joy before. And you need it to be created in you. And renew a steadfast spirit with me. Some of you have known that joy and have lost that joy and just need it renewed. Do not cast me from your presence or take away, take away your Holy Spirit from me. See, the key is that the Holy Spirit doing this regeneration in your life, restore to me the joy of your salvation. If there's no reason, other reason for you to have joy today, it's he saved you. And if you haven't claimed it this morning, I would invite you to do that. And grant me, listen, this is your part. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. All you have to do is to be willing. And he will start stirring up joy. Greater joy than you have ever had. This morning, maybe you just need to worship him and come up here to the river and and just receive that, that anointing, that pouring out of joy. I invite you to come forward and receive. Maybe you need somebody to pray with you and I invite our prayer team forward. And maybe you need to speak that negative word that you want replaced in your life with joy and you need them to pray over you. Whatever it is this morning, receive the present that Jesus has for you today, the joy of the Lord. Amen.